Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of the most sinister peaks of all time, a legion on Zoom. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Legion on Zoom. As always and as usual, I'm Chez. And I am Miguel. And I'm Rod. And this, my friends, is a very somber and tragic occasion. I know you guys can't hear that there's the usual bright tone in my voice that's missing, and that's because we've lost a tremendous acting talent. He was a legend in the making, gone far too soon. Rest in power, Chadwick Boseman. Wow. Rest in power. Yes. AKA King T'Challa. That's right. I know. I know. It, it's, a, it's, it's obviously a bummer to start the episode, but it, we, 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 but it is what it is, right? It's like we, we all, it's been, it's been a, a, a week, two weeks, I think, right? Since the news hit. And so mm-hmm. the, the, the wounds healing a little bit better. Right. But it's still, it was a shock. It was, it was very much a shock. It, 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 it was terrible news to, to, to see that. Uh, pop up and also it, it, it was surprising how he was keeping it um, basically like like a secret no like he really didn't talk about about that he was battling cancer and so that was it was like a big shock yeah man and just to think that like he did all that work after he was diagnosed like he was we actually think that you know actors because of all the money they get paid they have really easy lives but then when you hear the interviews and you really pay attention and you look at some behind the scenes stuff their schedules are grueling you know what i mean then imagine being diagnosed with like the big c and then i mean which i'm sure the money he was making like it helped in his treatment but to do all that work while dealing with that and doing press and you know going you know like to visit children and things like that who wanted to meet him they don't make him like that anymore and not just any children. He was visiting uh, children in like in the cancer ward too. Like so, that's even like whoa, like crazier. Like as he was battling with cancer, he was like, "Nah, fuck this. I'm gonna go out there to give hope to these kids who are dealing with the fucking same thing." But obviously, they're fucking kids. That's like incredibly impressive, and and just really speaks really highly to like Jesus Christ, what kind of man he was. Yeah, not just that. I think Endgame is the highest grossing film of all time. He inspired and touched millions of people and brought a character that was long overdue to the big screen. I rewatched it and, you know, it was kind of hard not to get emotional. Uh, It was a great movie. The second time around was probably better because I got to notice all the nuances in the story. It was a great performance. You know, one of the better MCU films, for sure. Facts. Yeah. I recently watched it myself and it's like aside from just like the sheer visual effects in that movie which are like a work of art in themselves the way he portrayed the character like it's it's he made you believe that it was real like it wasn't like oh i was watching a movie it's more like somebody opened a portal and i'm looking into marvel you know, like into different reality that existed. And that was that Wakanda. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was, it was a cultural movement. Like it, 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 that's going to have a, an impact in, in, in a lot of people's lives for a long time. I actually, right after his death uh, uh, was mentioned, 
remember he seeing on 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 just on Instagram or whatever like there was this old bit uh, not bit like this old segment from Jimmy Fallon uh, where he had um, like he had he had fans of like the Black Panther movie like talking to uh, 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 like a movie poster of Black Panther and just saying like you know what do you what, what does it mean to you to have this movie and that kind of stuff and then surprised without them knowing that you know the king himself you know Chadwick was behind the curtain and comes out and greets the audience you know the, the people who are saying those comments it's a very beautiful thing I recommend everybody check it out if you can but there's also like going to what Rod was mentioning there was this really beautiful moment where this one mom is like with her kid young boy black black they're both black and that you know she she's mentioning basically saying thanks to Chadwick Boseman Boseman saying because he, she's saying like my kid is growing up he grew up with Barack Obama as president and with you as Black Panther and like that's crazy to think about right that there's whole just generation of kids that grow up with mad important figures to like look up to and to aspire to you know and like that's the incredible influence and impact that Chadwick had which you know what no one's gonna take that away not not even fucking cancer word hashtag fuck cancer just for the fans out there to help with the healing of the wounds in honor of Chadwick Boseman the legion is having a extravaganza of an episode completely dedicated to the MCU we're gonna discuss all things MCU a bunch of our favorite things, a bunch of our not-so-favorite things. So you're going to hear some things you agree with, some things you don't agree with, and we might probably even convince you of some stuff you weren't aware of before. So, gentlemen, crazy stuff in the news. The man that actually started it all himself says he's completely done. Man, we, 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 we knew that. We knew that. Didn't we know that already? And for <laughs> the fans that couldn't read into Chess's cryptic message, that's Robert Downey Jr. recently said in an interview that he's done with the Iron Man Tony Stark character, which, I mean, I'm for that. I don't think, you know, just like Hugh Jackman hung it up, Christian Bale, you know, these guys, it's good to, you know, you... You leave on top. You don't want to, you know, burn out the character. And he did so many movies. And his story ended amazing, right? Because it was him that, you know, finally took down Thanos at the end. And a quick pointer before we move on, uh, just about Black Panther, the movie. There's a scene when they're in that casino. And, you know, like uh, T'Challa's at the craps table talking to that S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, I think that guy is. And he walks away, he well, he throws like a, a seven or whatever, right? He wins the table and he walks away and then Stan Lee walks in and then takes the winnings. I'm like, oh my God, this scene is so overwhelming right now. Like, wow, like shit. Yeah, word, that's that's pretty wild. That, that like, you know what? I think I'm gonna watch that again this weekend. Yes, I've been, I've been craving to rewatch uh, all his movies, you know, even like from the first, I, I remember just the first time he appeared was just so, so impressive. Ah, that's so good. The reason why I think the RDJ thing is um, a bit of a blow and kind of big news is because I felt like for some reason we all still had some hope. Like, yeah, you said that Christian Bale hung it up, but I mean, like how many Batman haven't we had by now? But we've really only had like one Tony Stark in the MCU. And it's kind of like you grew attached to the character, like due to its longevity. It's kind of like every time we get a new Batman, for example, like now we have Battinson, like everyone knows, okay, that's not going to last forever. You know, like we know he's going to move on. But there was something about RDJ 
being Stark that just like, maybe he'll come back. Maybe he'll get revived, you know? And it's one of those weird instances where, you know, an actor like Christian Bale is portraying Bruce Wayne, but it became this thing with Robert Downey where he kind of became Tony Stark or Tony Stark became him. And it's weird because like I'm currently playing the new Avengers game just dropped last week. Right. And, you know, these are this is maybe inspired by the MCU, but not necessarily taking place in the MCU. And just seeing that different uh, Tony Stark, that's CGI Tony Stark that doesn't sound or look like Robert Downey. I'm like, wait a second. That's not Tony Stark. Like, I'm just so used to his voice and his quips. And like to me, that that is synonymous with Tony Stark, the character. Totally. And I do think that also did happen, too. I think there was some kind of weird, like, synergy there, too, because I do think then, because, like, Tony Stark, like, <laughs> I meant to say Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I, he adapted, they adapted the Tony Stark from the comic books. But then there was also some kind of weird fusion there. Then the, then the comic books version of Tony Stark kind of started looking like the Robert, acting like the Robert Downey Jr. version, which isn't like completely, completely off at first. But I don't know, like at some point they started feeding into each other in some way that we haven't seen before where, where we have seen, you know, all this classic synergy with all the companies do that, you know, like for example, the infinity war happened and then Marvel comics had this event, you know, infinity war, right. Which is like, all right, great. And, and, and it wasn't such a great event. And they're obviously, it's obvious a ploy to, to, for the marketing but like with with tony stark and robert downey jr it was like a beautiful fusion and i i generally am for recasting like like what we've seen with batman right because obviously because for me it's like batman will live on forever and you know keep telling stories of batman but but with iron man it's like it is kind of like no i think i think that's it it's just robert downey jr i am not really ready to see anybody else acting as him as as tony stark uh, you know, and if he were to return, it uh, it'd have to be very, very, very good story. But no, it ended well. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, and because the MCU is a linear continuity, unlike DC's multiverse, right? Like right. they couldn't necessarily. I mean, unless you bring him from the past, I mean, you can't necessarily bring him back, right? Because it's just one linear uh, timeline. Totally, totally, and they don't they don't have a Lazarus pit too, right? Yeah, man. I think that's it for RDJ. And it's one of those situations where, like, oddly enough, even though, you know, like, he's still alive, he's still healthy, you know, he's out there just spending his money. Like, the fact that he's moving on actually requires some time to heal. Because it's like Miguel said, like, I'm not ready to see anybody else. That goes to show how important he was to the role. You know what I mean? Like, And so actually with that, all right, I have a little bit of a controversial question to ask you guys. I wanted to talk with you guys about this. I I don't know if it's too soon. Audience fans, if you're listening, if it's too soon, I apologize. I say this with the utmost respect. But I was wondering about that same issue with Chadwick Boseman, right? With Black Panther. What what would you think is best? Is it best? I, I've heard rumors at like when we when I've been in 3 a.m. down the inter, interwebs, you know, that 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 rumors that that they're going to write him out, you know, T'Challa, and, and they're going to, you know, have somebody else, I guess, become Black Panther. In the comic books, uh, at one point, Shuri, right, his, his sister, becomes Black Panther. But, but, but I wonder what would be the best thing. I personally think that, that I would be, f- you, know, you know, I want to get your thoughts before I share my opinion. So <laughs> tell me, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like walking on eggshells with this one. All right. <laughs> I, I have, I, okay. I would say recast, 
only because I really okay. There was there's rumors about Black Panther two featuring Namor, and I really wanted to see this interaction between two kings because you know as we know, mm -hmm. like Namor is the king of Atlantis, right? And what and him and uh, T'Challa have like a long history, so. For the sake of that still happening on the big screen, I mean, I guess Shuri could take the mantle and you can still see that play out in an interesting way, right? Um, but I would lean to recast. Yeah, I would also lean to recast based on the fact that, like, we had just gotten introduced to um, T'Challa himself, who's such an epic character, you know what I mean? they should take their time to really find someone who can pull it off. Not someone who looks like Chadwick Boseman, um, but, you know, someone who can just pull the character off. And then they might use that point, maybe after, you know, like Black Panther 2, make that movie towards the end about making Shuri Black Panther. And then, off, you know, like T'Challa into the sunset. Because... We need a bit more closure than that. Give me like half a movie. Give me three quarters of a movie. Don't just write them out. I complete. I I agree. I'm glad. I'm glad you all said because this is the same thing I've been thinking. I've been thinking exactly. I think we gotta recast them. Um, and and so my only thoughts is because then I think about it in terms. Of then it's gonna suck for whoever is the actor to to fucking fill in those shoes, right? Like he's gonna have he's 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 gonna he's gonna have a have a terrible time because everybody's gonna criticize him, I'm sure, because he's he he has to be compared to Chadwick Boseman is gonna be really fucking hard. But I do think it's worth it. Exactly. And like given from what we were saying about, for example, the cultural impact that that Chadwick has done portraying T'Challa, portraying Black Panther in all these movies, um, that that obviously it, it'd be a shame to remove that, you know, and then no more, no longer have Black Panther stories unless they do the, you know, if they go with Shuri, okay, cool, but there is still a lot, a lot of rich history there, like like Rod was saying, like with Namor, with like everything, with even with like with Doctor Doom, like there's so, and now that Marvel owns Doctor Doom again, like that, there's so much good stuff yeah. with the history with the Fantastic Four. There's so much, so much good stuff there that I do think they should recast and recast them, you know, to keep that going. And Word. technically, it's happened before, all right. It's happened, I think, if I'm correct, twice already in the MCU, right? Most yes. notably. Right, Edward Norton was the first Hulk, and then, <laughs> then we we got Mark Ruffalo, who's been the long, you know, the, the longest staying Hulk that we have in the universe. Nobody said anything <laughs> like about like, oh, oh shit. And then also with War Machine, right? You know, we have Don Cheadle now as War Machine, but Terrence Howard was the first War Machine. Well, well not War Machine technically. He was just you know, uh, uh, Rhodey uh, before becoming War Machine. But like, I'm like, it's happened before. We can do it again. Come yeah, on. with sub-characters. This will be the first recasting of a major character. Oh, and not right. to, like, ride this dude too hard. Or, and, you know, it's been, like, what, two weeks? So I guess we can make recommendations to who we'd like to see. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pick Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. You may know him as Black Manta. <laughs> not to uh, typecast him either. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Also, Dr. Manhattan. Wow. Spoiler alert. Wait, sorry. If you haven't seen Watchmen, uh, what? Put this, uh, we'll just put the spoiler alert in post-production. <laughs> he also plays Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> and, you know, he's just, he's in great shape. He has 
the you know just the look just blew my mind charisma all that stuff yeah man i agree that's an awesome casting i like that a lot and actually i hadn't noticed i loved i i should really pay attention more to credits and that kind of stuff i feel like chess chess doesn't look at credits and so because i loved him as as black manta in aquaman you know one of the things i liked the most about the movie and he was fantastic as dr manhattan i didn't notice it was the same actor like and that's because the both characters are incredibly incredibly different which you think to argue you know argue with uh, rod is like that shows his his craft how good of an actor he is that he can play very very different roles and very very well he could, I, yeah, yeah, I, I'd be down to see his audition tape for, for Black Panther. And a lot of guys are double dipping now. You know, it's it's Marvel movies, DC movies. It's all big money in Hollywood. It's the way to go. And he was also in that funky Black Mirror episode where him and his boy, played by Anthony Mackie, right, the Falcon, him and his boy put on this VR fighting game, interactive experience, and they start fucking each other. You guys no. seen that one? No, I don't. I don't okay, think seen... another spoiler alert. Sorry, people. <laughs> well well, all right right, i'll watch it but those are good all right so i get so hopefully fans don't feel it was too soon for us to talk about it but we have to be real because there's there's a legacy there right and he did he did a big such a big thing in 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 bringing you know black panther to the fucking world right so it, it would be a shame to just let that character go or like adapt it in a in a way that i don't know just recast it we've we've seen it a million times with batman spider-man come on or gentlemen, what do you think about this? Like, do some Creed technology shit. <laughs> Bring back a Killmonger. Because he was like a gold oh. Black Panther for a second, right? And, you know, maybe he's like, he he had like a Winter Soldier kind of awakening. Uh, you know, not to play on those tropes too much in the MCU. But that would have been cool, too. Michael B. Jordan. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Edward. He, I love Killmonger in that movie. And... Let's be honest here. Do we have to apologize for the conversation that we had regarding recasting? Because think about it. The executives at Marvel and Disney, as soon as they heard that tragic, horrible, shitty super news, like, I mean, bad news, like, it was like, the, you know, they were thinking, what are we going to do? Who are we going to recast? Shit, knowing Kevin Feige, he's probably planning before. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's how, that's how that shit works. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's the truth. And knowing the large fan base that we have, we know that they're listening to this show right the right now. Not right now, but when it comes out. Right? <laughs> like, they're listening. And so, take note, guys. You, you know, you're, you're, you're welcome, Kevin. You're welcome. We, we just gave you some really good, you know, pointers. But the idea of Shuri is not a bad idea because then you get, like, a, a, a two-for-one. You get a female-led flick. And of course, African American female led flick. It's like a probably a no brainer for Marvel. I mean, assuming she can carry that franchise, that's a huge franchise. Yeah, she she need like a strong supporting cast. And due to the fact that her role was like a tad minor, although entertaining, who knows if she has the chops to carry such an endeavor? And no, I'm not saying that because she's a woman. I'm speaking as an individual actor. <laughs> Oh man, I could, go, I could go on forever. Or Okoye, she would yeah. be a badass Black yeah. Panther. Bring yeah. back Michonne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I see that. I like I see that being part of like Black Panther two. 
You know what I mean? Maybe she puts on the suit while they train Shuri or something like that. You know what I mean? But I, I definitely want to see Okoye in the suit. That would be sick. Mm, yeah. Shout out to Denai Gurira. Hope I'm saying that right. Yes. I know there's a lot of different things that can happen. There's a lot of things that that, that can that can they can go and 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 any option will obviously will enjoy it. We'll go to the movies to watch, uh, but I, we do think that definitely just keep keep the Black Panther T'Challa stories. Just also just because based on the comic books, right? There's just a lot a lot of good stuff there, and and because I do think that's been one of the biggest biggest um the como si se reasons to success, right? To, for MCU is that they've stayed pretty close to the comic source. I think once they really start to deviate like drastically, I'm worried. That's the part that I'm like, well, all right. You know, as long as you have comic book, you know, actual creators there helping, I'll trust it more. But, but you know, yeah. But, all right, cool. I'm excited about the future. And speaking of Black Panther, the movie, which I definitely put as one of my top three MCU movies of all freaking time that leads us into our next segment which we finally let you guys know from the bottom of our hearts our comic loving hearts what are our favorite top three mcu movies and for me they would be as follows i put a ton a ton of thought into this because as you guys could imagine we plan our episodes ahead so for me it would definitely be after much deliberation, I lost some sleep. I lost some weight. <laughs> it would be Thor, number one, as my top movie. The first Thor movie. Yep. As your number one. I like magic and stuff. <laughs> okay, continue. Um, Black Panther as my number two movie. So th- this is ranked ordered. So you're saying yep. Thor, the first Thor movie is above uh, the Black Panther movie. All right. Okay. Okay. We're going to get into the nitty gritty about the whys after that, right? I just want to let all you guys know <laughs> out there that I know, <laughs> I know who I am as a person. <laughs> this is not an arbitrary list, all right? <laughs> no, no, no. This is, this is legit like my favorite top three movies. And... Doctor Strange, Ooh. number three. Damn, I like those pigs. Oh, so what do we do? Do we do we deliberate first about the reasons for the choices, or or do or do we or do we each say our choice and then we get into it? What well, what do we want? I say we each go around that way the fans know what's what, and then we can get you know into the nitty gritty. All right, Rod, Rod, you up? All right, I'm gonna go from three to one. Mm. Number three, mm. Avengers. <laughs> Yep. Oh. I'm going to put Avengers at number three. It, it's tough because they're all good. Age of Ultron being probably the least of the bunch. But even True. that was fun. Like, uh, just seeing the Avengers assembled on screen, even though Captain America's helmet was ridiculous, the, the film was well done. <laughs> um, it, it was real executed by a man that we love and hate, Joss Whedon. Shout out. We still love you, buddy. Keep your head up. Yeah, just don't uh-huh. be racist, though. Don't be racist, though. He's in a bunker with Jeff Jones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that movie Listening was incredible. Incredible movie. Probably also one of the highest grossing films of all time. All right, boom. The Avengers, for reasons that I don't even got to say. Seeing Thor pop up and then fucking Iron Man charging him up. I don't know. It's all kinds of crazy shit. And number two, The Winter Soldier. 
Oh. Uh, I gravitated toward the Winter Soldier character because, first of all, that name kicks ass. Yes! <laughs> Shout out to Ed Brubacher um, yeah. and Steve Epting uh, for their wonderful run on the on the book. When I saw, when I saw they were bringing back uh, Bucky as a badass Kurt Russell-type dude, and he has an <laughs> iron arm, I'm like, I am sold. And then... And then the Russo brothers came and just executed to perfection the story. Word. To per- it may be even better than the comic. One of the rare instances. Oh, and at yeah. number one, this is easy. The godfather of the MCU. The man that we just finished discussing. Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. Ooh. The, uh, okay. Classic. I feel like every film that came after Iron Man was part of like a brand like it's like a, a huge brand releasing like different merchandise or better yet better yet when a band gets signed right to their first deal they're broke they've been writing you know they've been writing music for years and that first album always hits extremely hard you know there's always yeah. that little sophomore slump and so on i felt like iron man was just like the total package it's a it's a great movie whether or not you're a comic book or you know action movie fan just what you're gonna be stuck to the screen just seeing robert downey just be magical for two hours that's number one hands down and also it has the greatest post-credit scene of all time and maybe mm-hmm. the post-credit scene that started this whole trend of post nobody leaves the movie theaters anymore until the the guys are kicking you out and they're sweeping up all the stale popcorn everybody's sitting down because when samuel l jackson came to tony stark in the, in his mansion sorry for that noise in his mansion and and he's like i want to talk to you about the avengers initiative i got every goosebump that you can get on the, on the human body my nipples could cut diamond into the proper shape so yes, those are my top three. Oh my God, that moment. Like I, I still remember being, because I actually, because that was when I was still living in Mexico. I was in Tijuana. No, I was actually living in San Diego, but I, yeah, I would go to the movies in Mexico because it was cheaper. And then I remember being there in that movie theater and then just that, because I remember <laughs> the, the moment when it happened, I feel I was one of the few people, one, I stayed to the end. And then I think I was one of the few people who knew what it meant. You know, to actually be, because I'm like a fucking comic book fan, right? A lot of people there were like, all right, it's a big movie. Let's go watch it. It looks good, right? And I'm like, you guys have no idea what just happened. You know what Uh, this means. And not knowing, obviously, at that point being like, are they for real? Like, is this really going to happen? And and then they actually did it many, many, many years later. And eventually, I remember that at that point, I was living in New York. And we all got together to go see Avengers, the first film in the movies. Which is a magical moment. Magical. Okay, McGowan, what are your top three? All right. So you guys, there's there's damn. I'm I'm actually like really I'm looking at the list right now again of all the movies just to make sure I don't forget anything because there's just like so many good things. And I want to be it's a little so- bit different. Yeah, exactly. I want to be a little bit different from from all of your guys' choices, but not I don't want to be too different, right? So actually I will I I'll I'll do the same way as Rod. So from 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 th- three the, the best one first and it's really fucking hard and any choices i make it's like i still i respect all your other movies like i love you guys at the mc you guys have been doing it very very well damn 
I would say, I guess, on fucking number three, I would have to go as like he's not. I don't care. Fuck it. Who cares? Is, I'm gonna go with Winter Soldier for number Ooh. the third this movie. It, it was just. It was an incredible movie because also like for sure, like the, the Russo brothers, I fell in love with them. I completely trusted them. I'm like, you guys did an amazing thing with the movie. And like Rod said, exactly. Like it was it was as good or better than the actual story, like from the actual comic book. It was like that. That's amazing. And that was also, I think, the first time that I felt that they fucking showed the world what comic book movies can be. Right, that it's not just superhero stuff. It's just not not cape and cowl and that kind of stuff. That it had this kind of suspenseful, uh, like spy thriller movie kind of thing. The action scenes were dope as fuck, and and they had Robert Redford. Come on, like what's not to love about the movie? And so then that's my number three. My second top choice has to go Iron Man. Like from I just I just explained it. Remembering being for the after credits and exactly and just how everything they nailed it so well. The ending to the movie with him just saying "fuck it." I'm Iron Man. Ah, just like yeah. blew my mind. I don't think I don't think I have any critique to the movie. Like I don't think for most <laughs> movies I can find shit that be like, eh, I didn't like that part. But but what, what's what's there to critique about that film? Like, yeah. just and the great. villain was good, right? Obadiah Stane, played by the dude. Was that actor's name? The the, the dude, right? <laughs> yeah, the dude from the Big Lebowski. That's, <laughs> what's he. That? What's his name? The, it, 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 come on, because he, he's from a family of actors, no? <laughs> I got you right now, Brad. <laughs> all right, dude, look it up. And exactly, so exactly. So there are all these amazing things with the film. And then, because also the origin story that we got was just something Jeff like Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yes. <laughs> so good. Like all, all the whole the, the the whole Iron Man movie was fantastic, and then just seeing Nick Fury, you know Sam Sam, Sam Jackson, Jesus Christ, this is just awesome. All right, but now yeah, we got a heavy dose of Shield in that movie. You also get the Black Widow. It's just a lot happening. Oh shit! Black Widow was in the first movie. No, she was in the first movie. Oh shit! I'm sorry. That's we're still talking about um the Winter Soldier. I'm sorry. I had a brain fart. Oh part. yeah. <laughs> Well, of course, we got a lot of shield in the Winter Soldier, right? Because that's when we get the whole Hydra stuff. All right. And for me, I'll try to be as concise as possible and actually break down my favorites real quick. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, have, I haven't given my top choice yeah, yet, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. I, I got confused. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Relax. Relax, Chess. Come on. <laughs> Come on. There's time. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I'm hyped. <laughs> All right. So we got, we got Winter Soldier, my number three. Iron Man, my number two. And I will have to say my number one now, as of today, I, um, it, I just want to say quick, you know, parentheses, you guys, when you're hearing this, you all, you'll hear that we talked about the Spider-Man movies. Do you know that the Spider-Man movies, especially the Tom Holland ones are, are no, I'm not going to say that's my number one. Not that it's not even on the list because of that. Cause I've already said it before, but my number one movie is Endgame. Eh. Has, has, oh, excuse me. Predictable. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Predictable. Come on. <laughs> Endgame. Endgame. Because I just thinking about like all the stuff we've talked about right now, all the memories we talked about when we watched movies. What other movie besides Endgame gave us so much raw emotion and excitement from seeing? Obviously, it's years and years and years and years worth of, of movies. But for example, just Jesus Christ. The scene with Captain America fighting Thanos and getting fucking the, the Thor's hammer, Majolner. Like that 
was fucking impressive, man. Robert Downey Jr. phasing off against Thanos and then eventually like fucking the flipping it around where he took the the, the gauntlet, the, the gems from him, the stones, right? Stones, because they're not gems anymore. Um, it, it, that, that All of that was fucking beautiful. Perfection from beginning to end. And also because it was a beautiful, it's a very, very good way to just wrap it up. Like just wrap up years and years and years and years of stories and so I have to, out, out of all the choices that are all the movies, I have to give Endgame because it gave me a little bit of everything again. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck you. <laughs> I agree with you. I felt like Infinity War was more of the emotional roller coaster ride. Right. But um, Endgame definitely had some emotional, powerful scenes. I love the, the small Ronin arc for Jeremy Renner. The film starts with him, right, and his family, and they vanish. So they really set, they really set a good tone. Exactly, and that's the other thing that I loved about Endgame too. That I felt and like Infinity War dealt with everybody. You know, it really had Guardians of the Galaxy, Strange, Spider Man, the Avengers, all of that involved. But for Endgame, I felt it brought it back to basics, and let's focus on the core. Let's focus on the Avengers, and plus, let's just add like Nebula there too. You know, but but and, and Ant Man, and and I love that, like focusing them back on on the core group, on what made you know uh uh this whole you know, that helped, you know, really, really strengthen the MCU. Because obviously, like, you know, like Rod said, you, 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 on your list, you had Avengers. If Avengers would have sucked, it would have ended it all, right? Like it, just, it just would not have gone the way it went. But thankfully, the Avengers movie was so well because of that chemistry, because of how well all of those actors were. So I felt just Endgame just shined that back up again uh, and, then, and then just ended it all perfectly. Thanks. I agree. I agree 100%. Shout out to Marvel Studios. <laughs> yeah. They've been giving us joy for what, since 2008, right? That's when Iron Man came out? I believe so. Was that yeah. 12, 12 years? Jesus Damn. Christ. Yeah, which is insane. Like so many movies and so much time, so much money made. Oh, and like I was stating earlier, I forgot to tell the fans, I'll try to be as concise as possible for my top three. Um, for Thor, simple. The Realm Eternal, Asgard. Two for Black Panther, fucking Wakanda, and mm. the suit is amazing. And for Doctor Strange, fucking magic. <laughs> That's it. And I know, but I would say like those are good choices. My except my only my only thing I would ask like for real, really like the Thor movie, the first one. I feel like that was I don't know, like they, it was okay. I mean, it's like for me, it's like I've always had a soft spot for um. For Thor. And the issue is, okay, it's kind of like, I remember how great it was seeing it for the first time as like, by the time that we got to Ragnarok, it was like, I'm being maintained in the lifestyle I've become accustomed to. It's like, I'm used to it by now. Like, yeah, it's awesome. It's fucking great. But it's like, I've been writing, you know, like an MCU Coke high for years now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, as opposed to like with Thor, you get that first hit of Asgard, like, boom, Odin, Boom! Mjolnir is like, what the fuck? It's crazy. Yeah, but you get uh, Anthony Hopkins. Facts! Oh. I didn't like that his eyebrows were blonde. And I'm glad that they corrected that in the Avengers. It looked stupid. <laughs> I actually, I need to go back to check that out. They noticed and they're like, okay, just leave him with his regular eyebrows, people. We, he's Thor, we get it. He's blonde. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then obviously, and they gave us Loki. Come on, and like obviously, and obviously, well, Chris Hemsworth too. Obviously, he's a fantastic Thor, right? And, For sure. Yeah. No, there's a lot of good. I I like the Thor movie. I'm, don't get me wrong. I was just thinking, really though, like I don't. You know, Chesley's right. magical, right? I mean, uh, Black Panther is like in the middle, right, of like technology and like and magical magic. when he yeah. visits like his father and all that in the other realm. Right, and with the, and with the with the thing that gave allows him the ability to be a Black Panther. No, I remember like that epic scene where he's basically almost dying, and they had to feed him like that. A purple right. flower, and exactly, yeah, that's a good point. It's like in the middle. All right, all right. So I'm, we're we're understanding chess <laughs> podcast a lot more. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like an onion. It's a quote Shrek. There's layers. And and Miguel, you just mentioned Loki, and another thing I want to talk about are the mm. villains, right? Because you don't have a good hero movie if you don't have good villains. So, gentlemen. Of all the villains we've had, and we've had many, which ones stand out to you the most? You. Oh, Plot man. twist. <laughs> Yo, but question though, question. So now for this section, we're discussing villains. Are we talking about movie villains or anybody in the MCU that includes the TV? Movies. All right, good. Let's narrow it down. Are you going to pick a S.H.I.E.L.D. villain or some shit? <laughs> Imagine. The hell? Who wants to go first? <laughs> Anybody want to go first or should I? You, you go first. first. All right. <laughs> Damn. Fucking, wow. Let me guess. Let me guess. Dormammu. <laughs> nah, hell no. Dormammu suck. What? Yeah. Come on. Whoa, 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 yeah. Whoa. Okay. Doctor Strange is one of your favorite MCU movies, <laughs> but Dormammu sucked. Okay. Like, like, all right. So. Once again, try to understand me. Like the scene. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so we're trying, man. We're trying. All right. So, all right. So, the scene in itself was epic. The fight scene, but the way they used Dormammu story-wise was kind of whack. Like it was lame. You know what I mean? Like he's capable of so much more. Like, like you know, like I just wanted more out of it. Like I feel like they just like it was more punch than just like it lacked. It lacked a lot of substance, in my opinion, the way they used Dormammu. I agree. I, I agree. They could have done a lot more with the character, and it felt kind of more like this just, like, big CGI threat thing, you know, not 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 like a really, like, fleshed-out character bad guy. You see? So when I explain my opinions, they make a fuck ton of sense. Um... <laughs> So we're choosing just one right now here, right? Yeah, we're we're going to say, what's your, what's your fucking favorite villain, Chez? Go for it. That, oh, fuck, man. It's hard, right? Yeah, 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 because there's so many. There's so many. Fuck, like, it's wild. It's wild. Right, I think I got mine. Okay, right, I'm, go, I, go for it, Rod. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's a little contrarian, but I just love Kurt Russell. No. And, and, and <laughs> I actually thought that Guardians 2 was better than Guardians 1. Yes, I said it. God damn. I am going to go with Ego <laughs> the Living Planet, <laughs> played by the marvelous and handsome and CGI the aged in one specific scene. Kurt Russell, shout out. Hold on, wait. If I'm not mistaken, in a past episode, and I want the fans, if anything, to go back and look at this, I made the same statement, well, actually hear this, that I thought Guardians 2 was better than Guardians 1, and I think I got mocked for that. From Miguel, not yeah, from I mocked you. I mocked okay. you. Exactly. Okay. I, I, you're both wrong. Okay. <laughs> like okay. Just, cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. For the record. Okay. For the record. Just wanted to make sure. 
All right, fine. I think no, no, I got no, it. Okay, okay. That, that was uh, that's me bullshitting. That's me be, be bullshitting. All right. No, no, no. That's your choice. That's your. Let's be honest. No readers. No readers. <laughs> I just really like Kurt Russell. I'm doing it for the laws. All right. <laughs> no, but seriously though, which villain has left an impact and whose threat is you know omnipresent? It's really a toss up between what Thanos and Loki, right? I mean, you gotta pick one, bro. And then shout out to Winter Soldier. All right, I got mine. I already know who's my top villain. I got it. Fuck it. Ah, damn it. All right, I'm gonna go with Thanos. I'm gonna go with Thanos because you know he had an agenda, and in his mind, and in a certain angle of watching that movie, he's the hero of the story. He's the savior of the universe, or so he thought until the very end. Word. The two endings for him. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Thanos. Perfect. So then I think I'll take advantage and then jump in there. So because you're right, exactly. So that's one of the good things for me. What makes a villain a good villain, right? Is the, the, the give me the good backstory. I want to understand this character, why they're doing what they're doing. And, and I think that's a key thing, right? Because nobody really thinks that they're the villain, right? You know, they all think that they're the good person, right? That they're doing what's right, you know? Like, you know, even characters as ridiculous as the Red Skull, right? Which is like an uber Nazi, right? It's like, mm. truly, when you get into it, they, they really think that they're right, you know? Uh, which, that's not my choice, though. But Thanos, obviously, is a great choice. I think for me, so far in the MCU films, my favorite villain has been fucking Killmonger. Killmonger's my favorite one for the same reason, right? Because even like, is it a villain, right? Like he he was the antagonist in the movie, right? But like he we understood his his motive motivations very well, and we could agree with them to some degree, right? And 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 so and because I remember also too, like when he died, like ah, like that hurt of me a lot because I'm like, no, I want to see this character because I felt that Killmonger could be basically a new Loki type character right that just kind of always there an antagonist like is it a villain is it not a villain uh that kind of stuff so for me I, I i would have to go with killmonger as my top choice and i think i know it took me some thinking wait wait can i guess one more time fine go for it Surter. nope you were, <laughs> you were close though oddly enough that would have been so like obscure but you were close <laughs> I would have to say Hella. Yeah. Oh. I like Hella, I like Hella too. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, dude, just like, to be honest, I like, I'm even kind of upset that her sheer amount mm. of like chaos and destruction almost got like slightly swept them like under the rug by the Thanos agenda. Dude, if you go back and you watch that movie, wow, come on. You know, she was Ruth. Like, that's a villain. That's a villain. I will go with Kate Blanchett as Hella. Woo! And I've always liked that design, that elaborate helmet. Yeah. That shit oh. looks badass. I love it. Beautiful. And then also, because then you got to think about it too, because also she's like, I guess, kind of to what we've been, I, I think we've said some stuff like this before, but like she kind of won, right? Like it's also like, it, it was like mm-hmm. a weird thing, right? Because like they had to basically unleash Surtur if I can start Ragnarok and Asgard wow. and destroy it just to beat her, you know? And then we all know then that leads to like half of Asgard dying because Thanos comes across them, right? And it's like, that's incredibly impressive for a villain. Exactly. She's like, she she kind of whooped everybody's ass. Like they had to unleash Ragnarok just to hope that could stop her. 
Exactly. So I think that Kate Blanchett has hella one. Her acting, come on, it's Kate Blanchett. So, dude, the acting is amazing. And um, just to flex a little bit of knowledge of some lore, I'm surprised that they made the change in the movie and made Hella their sibling, as opposed to I believe it's supposed to be the daughter of Loki. Oh, word. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, and they actually made it work. I was like, that makes total sense. The fact that she was like, you know, the um, like the jaded firstborn. You know what I mean? Like that was awesome. Kudos. Totally, you're right. Exactly. And I was just saying earlier, right, about I don't love it when they deviate too much from the comic books. That was one of the things actually that was really pretty fucking dope. They have like this kind of like hidden history of Asgard, right? That that not even the brothers really knew about. Yeah. So that that was pretty fucking dope. And of course, as in science, I believe it's physics. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Who would your favorite hero be, gentlemen? Oh, I'm going right. to go Rod. I'm going to go first because I'm hyped. I can't <laughs> contain myself. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Steve Rogers because I felt like, and he wasn't my favorite up until the very end, like uh, up until end game. Um, Cause his story is just so beautiful. He, he did the impossible. He was, his goal was impossible. His goal was to live his life with his love, Peggy Carter, which is impossible because she died a long time ago. <laughs> and somehow, through sheer will, not only did he wield Mjolnir, <laughs> or was Yo! a stormbreaker. Mjolnir, right? Mom, Mjolnir, come on. It was the, he was worthy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and just to have his story end, it, it just ended beautifully with him, with Peggy Carter. And just like when he's, you know, getting beaten by Thanos and that, you know, he gets up and he's all bloodied and beaten. I got, I got chills. I love that scene. And, and at first when I saw Chris Evans was going to be Steve Rogers, I was like, I don't know, can he do it? But then obviously uh, First Avenger came out and he knocked it out of the park. That movie was, was really good, underrated. But of course it was followed by two superior films. Um, and also, you know, one of the best trilogies, if not the best trilogy in the MCU. So, yes, Steve Rogers. Good choice. And a, and a classic choice. You can't go wrong with the cap. Valid, valid. Definitely respectable. Definitely respectable. What about you, Miguel? I'm not ready yet. Not ready? Damn, I'm going to throw that to you now, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to choose, right? And obviously, we don't want to be like... It's so much. We don't want to go with the obvious, right? Because, like, I yeah. do think, for example, what I would like to say Iron Man. You know, but I already said that was one of my top films. I'm not going to go with Tony Stark. But he could be one of my favorite heroes. Ah, I got to think. Jesus Christ, it's hard. Because not everybody's gotten all the amount of movies. But, but you know if what? it is Tony Stark, would you pick him, though? Or are you just trying to avoid him? Ooh. That's a good... it should be the honest, like, like you know, you know what? I think what, what exactly if I'm th focusing on completely the hero himself, I don't think I mean, I won't go with Iron Man actually. You know what? Ah, it's tricky. I got I'm, I'm between I'm in between two choices. If I have to pick, I think I would have to go. One of my favorite heroes is Star Lord from the movies mm, and especially nice. from the books too because nice. like i i think they did a good job at portraying star lord you know like i loved chris pratt 
does an amazing job at portraying him. And he's got this whole, right, like charismatic feel to it, you know, like this feel of like he doesn't really want to do it, but he does have a good heart and wants to be a hero. And he, so he's kind of fighting against, you know, like his desire to just fuck, fuck around, you know, but he does want to do good and like pulls this random group together, you know, for like, you know, selfish needs, but then also become like more like ulterior, you know, more more bigger like uh, uh nice you know <laughs> like lovely things to do like as a group um so i think star lord i think star I, I, it was a joy for me because i i was a big fan of guardians of the galaxy the comic book and so to see it the first movie come out and i feel fe- i felt that he really captured well the star lord from the book so i think he's he's so far my favorite my favorite i, I just want to see him every time he's on screen come on i'll fucking love it yeah, and bringing such an obscure uh, Marvel property to the forefront, like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like even me being having read Marvel comics my entire life, I was barely familiar with them. Totally. I just knew that, that Gamora was the deadliest woman in, in the universe. That's all I really knew about the team. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a valid choice. Yeah. Um, all right. I think I'm ready. And I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Stephen Strange. Mm-hmm. and no and it's not because of like the magical leaning um just because his climb was harsh bro his climb sucked ow like the beginning of that movie it's tough to watch <laughs> like the beginning of that movie right up until he gets to i think it's tibet is that where he goes to the find the ancient one right it's tibet i think so well I believe it's something in that region of the planet. Um, but up until like he gets there, which at that point it becomes a comic book movie, it's almost like Oscar worthy. <laughs> like, like it's a sad movie. Like, wow, that's 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 some deep shit. So I think I would have to go Stephen Strange. Because then like his his like ascension to like cosmic importance, you know what I mean? Like he carries a big weight that I think like the other Avengers don't, you know? He deals with, like, the fabric of reality and shit like that. So, yeah, I would say Stephen Strange. So, I think he's in the Himalayas or some shit. The ancient one? I don't know. Well, Tibet is in the Himalayas, no? Aren't the Himalayas in Tibet? I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm confirming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, exactly. And that's a good argument, exactly, because you're right. Because I don't think, I don't think really, right, other character, other heroes in, in the MCU have had that such a, a, a climb, right? Exactly, where he, like... You know, Tony Stark a little bit, but like not not to the same degree as, as like Doctor Strange lost everything, right? And because of his own fucking hubris and his and his arrogant ways, and he really worked his ass off to get to where he was. So th- that's a very good choice. Yeah, like, and it's almost to the point. Um, then because then if you look at the training part of the movie where he goes from Stephen Strange to Doctor Strange. Yes, I know he was Doctor Strange before when he was actually a doctor. Um, <laughs> yes. And it's almost like reminiscent of like those 90s movies where you get some epic ass song in the background, you know, like Hearts on Fire from Rocky and shit. And like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, like Tony Stark is a giant asshole. And it just so happens that he's also a giant hero. Like he's a one in a million kind of person. But Stephen Strange had to accept a level of humility that's insane to become, you know, like the Sorcerer Supreme. 
Ditto, exactly, because we did see like a personality almost change in him. We saw him grow as a person from where he was at the beginning to the end. He changed quite a lot. And exactly like you said, obviously, Tony Stark's changed, but there's certain things about him that basically keep stay the same. And yeah, he's a bit of an asshole, but that's why we love him. And now every major hero has to have a sidekick. Every Don Quixote has to have a, what was it? Sancho Panza. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I had no idea where I was going with that. You saved me. <laughs> like when you started, I was like wondering, like, all right, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the conviction was there though. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so and with that, who's your favorite side character? Doesn't necessarily have to be a strict sidekick, but in the MCU, who's your favorite like supporting character that made shit happen? Because I'm wondering about that. Like, it's like, what do we mean by side character? So I guess you're right. So supporting character. Yeah. So not the main character, but, you know, like every, I mean, you could even, well, possibly even pick Hulk for that, right? Because for the most part, his role in the MCU has been as a, as a supporting character. He had that one solo film. True. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm picking the Hulk, though. No, exactly. But that's a good idea. So, like, to be like, because, for example, if the Hulk counts, and technically, I guess Winter Soldier obviously counts, right? And then, and, and I would say so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Side character. Oh, I, this is easy for me because I, I already <laughs> mentioned it. Uh, it's Hawkeye because I, it wasn't until the second time that I watched Endgame that I felt his part of the story. Because there's so much going on when you're in the movie theater, you don't know what's going on. You're getting hit by effects and lights and, and emotion. Uh, but, you know, when I saw it the second time, I'm like, damn, man. Like, he, he became like a murderous ninja or some shit. It was just so cool. And then to have <laughs> Black Widow pacify him. Like, she did to the Hulk, too, right? She's like the... She's like, you know, on the surface, maybe not that important. I was I was thinking about picking her... You know, she's getting her whenever it is that it comes out, her upcoming solo film. But yeah, I got to go with Hawkeye. Um, and, you know, he had his first appearance in Chez's favorite movie, Thor, right? We get like a silhouette of an archer. And I was like, oh, shit, is that, uh, right. is that Hawkeye? I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And then, you know, he's in the Avengers and then yada, yada. So that's my guy, Jeremy Renner. Nice. Oh, nice. Nice indeed. All right, Chez, what's up? All right, fine. I'll give you the courtesy. I was ready. <laughs> I will go with Nick motherfucking Fury. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was thinking the same thing, man. That's I was a thinking solid the same ass thing. pick. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's so crazy because one, he's the ultimate spot. Um, but aside from that, is like I feel like there's a place in him that with the innocence of a child, he believed in the Avengers. And that's what led to the entire Avengers initiative. Like, if it wasn't for Nick Fury within the MCU, we wouldn't have the Avengers. Because Tony Stark was a fucking alcoholic. You know what I mean? Like, like nobody was going to start that shit. But something within Nick Fury saw, like, he believed uh, in some weird way. It, like, for some odd reason, he believed that this group of extraordinary individuals can be bound together and overcome all their personal flaws and actually be the shit. Yeah, he saved uh, Tony Stark's life too. Because at the very end of Infinity Wars, when he hits the Captain Marvel emergency button, 
right? Oh. And then Captain Marvel later goes on to save a dying Tony Stark, who then saves the universe and shit. <laughs> so, yo, shout out to Nick Fury. And I, for the fans, my favorite all-time movie is Pulp Fiction. I've watched that movie more times than I can ever count. And, you know, Samuel Jackson has always been a favorite of mine. And then seeing him portray Nick Fury after seeing his likeness used in the ultimate uh, Marvel comics was just, you know, it was just really cool to see that transition. Fantastic. And yeah, Rod, you just mentioned something very big, like it was super minor, but that's because you're very observative. For the fans who have yet to make that connection. So... In um in that scene, I believe that's the after credit scene of Captain Marvel, right? Where he presses the beeper. Infinity War. Infinity War. Oh, okay. When everybody's vanishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, okay. he, before he himself vanishes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So when he himself vanishes and he presses the beeper at the end <laughs> yeah. of that scene, that calls Captain Marvel to Earth, who, and mind you, that means he's had that beeper for a very, very long time, who then saves Tony Stark on the ship. The fans need to make that connection because that's some shit that I think a lot of people haven't known. He's basically Batman. Like, yeah, he's like the Batman of the MCU. Facts, facts. I know, and he, like, and he faked his death. Remember, like, wasn't that that was in Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. Like, that was dope. Yes. <laughs> All right, that that's a very very good pick. I was really leaning towards uh, Nick Fury too. I was actually thinking about that too, but that's a very good choice. But now that you took the choice away from me, I have to go with my other one. All right, so uh-huh. I, I do think. Wait, 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 wait. Can can I guess what? Can I guess what it is? <laughs> go for it. Do it. Is it Yondu? <laughs> Yondu, no. <laughs> Mary Poppins, bitch. <laughs> I, I actually didn't really like Yondu that much. Actually, I wasn't like. Shut up. Nah, he was all right. Like, I like the actor. He's like, cool, but like, nah. Like, come on, come on. Actually, go when, ahead, when, go ahead, go when ahead. he died, I was like, it's fine. I'm gonna... <laughs> but actually, you were close, though. You were close. Because for me, I think my favorite side character is Rocket Raccoon. Mm. I. I because he's another fucking character that I love from Guardians of the Galaxy that when you think about it, because I read Guardians of the Galaxy before the movies, before even there was rumor for it to be a movie, and it's it's a raccoon. It's a foul-mouthed raccoon that loves to kill, is super violent, and, like, you got to think about, like, that's not going to work, right? You know, it, it makes you think a little bit of, like, Howard Howard the Duck, right? And then, like, that didn't work out at all as a movie, and, like, the character's obviously worse than, 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 than Rocket Raccoon, but they did it so well. And then, you know, like Rocket provides so much to the movies, right? Like he provides obviously a lot of the comedy relief, but also just like badassery. Like he will fix shit in the moment. He will figure things out to get things going. And so I feel like it, him and Peter Quill, you know, and Star-Lord go hand in hand. Like they're, they're, they're the fucking, they're the leaders of Guardians of the Galaxy. And, and that's why I was thinking like, does he count as a side character? But yeah, I, I would mm-hmm. say he does. But yeah, I think he's my top choice, and obviously, very, very, very well, well, well voiced by Bradley Cooper, an amazing job. But I, like, he, he, it doesn't even sound like Bradley Cooper. I didn't know that, that he could do his voice like that. Love it. Yeah, man, and wow, that's actually a really surprising choice because for some reason, like, it, like it's so weird. Like, I almost consider the Guardians one whole character. Like, oddly, like, you know what I mean? Like, the whole group, they're a character in themselves, almost. So, like, I hadn't even thought of, like, Drax and, you know, Groot and... Nice, nice. Definitely a solid choice. I like that. 
Cool. Yeah, and he has a good relationship with Groot, right? He has the one that has the best relationship with Groot, understands Groot very well. Like, there's just so much good stuff with Rocket, like, and I love it. Yeah, that great scene at the end of uh, Guardians 1 where Groot forms, like, a cocoon to save the team, and then he, like, maybe dies, but he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. And that like you get, that was a great scene, and you really feel Rocket feeling it, you know, and 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 I think and that it's actually even very impressive too that because he's a CGI character, right? Like, but it's very well done. Like, it, like I I don't I for like I think I I get lost in the movie and I forget that it's that he's not there, you know, right? Like it's that he's not really, and it's all like it's, it's like a, it's actually I think I think Rocket Raccoon is usually played by uh, James Gunn's brother that he's yeah. the one in the mop suit and the green suit and shit and, and, and just doing the movements. Uh, but it's so like, well done and impressive. Like, I really believe he exists. <laughs> he's there. It's such, so cool. Facts. Facts. Like, it's definitely impressive to see. It's always a treat. Every, anytime we get some screen time, like it's always awesome. It's definitely always awesome. It's just shocking. The amount of stuff that we have to talk about just from one, like, I guess, the only way you could describe it would be a cinematic universe. It's like, we've been talking for like almost an hour now about nothing but everything that's confined to MCU. We barely even touched the comic books and everything we've discussed is, has been for the most part, almost all of it in the past. So imagine, imagine just all the stuff we have ahead of us guys. I mean, shit upcoming we have black widow you know what i mean like that's gonna be and i'm sure that's gonna be an amazing flick yes and there's like so much so much to happen with 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 the future too because like for us right now like we 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 ended um uh the the finally we ended all these years of the marvel movies right it's so what's gonna happen next like right like we, we we got one more movie after endgame which was the spider-man movie and which also didn't really set up the yeah it didn't work to set anything else up so what's gonna happen next what's gonna be the main villain are they gonna do that again right like one main villain over 10 years or something of movies that connect them all right and so so it'll be interesting to see for me i'm excited to see what are they gonna do with another relatively obscure i think um uh, 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 characters like Guardians of the Galaxy, but they're gonna do like the next movie, the, the Eternals. I am curious to see what are they going to do because I think with that they're gonna introduce a whole big mess of things, uh, and 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 I hope they do it right. Yeah, I've never read an Eternals comic, but I'm looking forward to the film. Hopefully, it doesn't get pushed off too far. I think that one was what early 2021. I believe so. I think it was slated for. Yeah, so we still have a complete Black Widow movie just waiting for us. I, I'm I'm really I really want to see it. You know, it has the Taskmaster. There's a whole mystery behind that villain who can emulate uh, any ability. I think that he observes something like that, right? So in the trailer, you'll see him like flinging a shield, maybe launches some arrows, and things like that. So I'm looking forward to that movie. We also have the Doctor Strange sequel, the Multiverse of Madness, in the pipeline. And the fans are just speculating uh, all over the place on that one because it says multiverse in it, right? Because I mentioned earlier in the podcast how so far it's been one linear story, the Infinity Saga, right? They, they, it started with Iron Man and ended with Endgame. Um, and, and will the MCU and the powers that be, like Miguel said, try to 
create another multi-year epic spanning multiple franchises. You know, they still have, they recently got back Dr. Doom, Galactus, the Phoenix. Uh, you have a lot of characters to play with. I know Kevin Feige, he's just waiting for this whole COVID shit to just finally disappear so we can release some films. We should have already seen Black Widow and whatever fuckery is at the post credit scene of that. Because, mm. I, I mean, a part of me is just really wants to see what, what, what they put at the <laughs> end. Because like you said, Spider-Man 2, there's, you know, it didn't really set up the next chapter, although it is part of the next chapter. Uh, so yeah, I'm curious about all that shit. I'm excited. And, and and the shows, of course, on Disney+. Plus. Right, that's too, right? From the shows, like, are the shows, how are they going to connect? Like, are they going to help set things up for moving forward, right? Because, for example, we have the the Winter Soldier, the, the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, story, which, I, if anything, that sounds like that that's going to be like an actual, like, real sequel to, like, the Avengers films and really, like, seeing them pick up where, where they left off with Cap like you know going to the past and then just growing old and giving his shield to to, to to falcon and what's gonna happen there and how how is that gonna then have an impact on 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 the mcu as a whole in the movie the same thing with the wandavision show right like with the you mentioning the doctor strange movie wanda is supposed to be scarlet witch is supposed to be in the movie and so now we have the show WandaVision, which which it stars her and the Vision, which we know Vision is 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 dead. He never he didn't come back, right? We never saw him come Mm-mm. back, right? He didn't come back. So it's like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, that's one thing that like I keep on wondering about in regards to the what's gonna happen next, and as far as the next baddie goes for the MCU itself, it's like. What's going to be the movie that has that one tiny detail that's going to hint at who the big bad is going to be, you know? Is it going to be Eternals? Is it going to be somehow at the end of Black Widow? You know what I mean? What if they just do a whole 180 and they hint at the big baddie on the shows? You know, like, it's just, is like, it's almost, it's actually, like, it's too big to even try to speculate at because there's no dartboard. We're literally just throwing darts like out a window. Like we don't even know what we're hitting. There's nothing out yet. Like it's, it's like, it's open. It's wild how vague it is. Ditto. And I, I do recommend people to go out there and read uh, uh, the Eternals, uh, which was created by Jack Kirby. And it's, it's a very it, it, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, what's going to happen with them in the movie? Because it's very crazy. Their story. So, a p- quick, brief, just rundown. Apparently, so the, the their story is that they're like you know humans, right? Like humanoids. That they were they were created basically by the Celestials, right? Which Celestials in the MCU technically ego is a Celestial. Apparently, that's what they say. Which technically he's not. But Celestials are these basically godlike aliens that like have created life in places and stuff like that and so apparently they made the 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 eternals to be like the protectors of earth and so and they're immortal they're immortal and they've they've been on earth since the beginning of time and they have all these crazy powers and then this whole um they have technology that makes them be immortal you know i think that they basically they die then they're reborn and and that kind of stuff and and it's and it's weird because it's like like 
Thor-ish kind of stuff because they're kind of like gods, but it's also very spacey and it and it's weird. And I know from the comic books, they, they actually interact a lot with the X-Men. And so that's how I know about them. And I've read some of their books through that. But it's it's very bananas. And it's like, I'm not, I'm it's not, it wouldn't be my top choice for a movie for them to make, but it's like, all right, man, go for it. And just the concept that they're eternal kind of puts them in a corner. It's like, they're going to have to write their way out of that one. Where the fuck have you guys been the whole time? Exactly. You know, and speaking of the future, like the Fantastic Four, I, I, I've, whoo, that has probably been my favorite super team since I was a kid. Word. And yeah, the very first film was okay. Right, probably because uh, was it Jessica Alba? I think I just liked it because she was in it. <laughs> yeah, and I actually yeah. went with Chez. Uh, shout out to Jim Hanley's Universe, uh, my old comic book store back in high school. I was just uh, thinking about that. <laughs> shout out to Jim Hanley's man. Yeah, that was an awesome four, day. All four of the mem- of the cast members. That's you know Chris Evans, uh, uh, Michael Chiklis. Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> and and Ian. Something or other, some odd last name for Mr. Fantastic. Um, right. But yeah. The guy from we, 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 This is This is before, like, you know, comic book movies were, were as massive as they are now, and you'll still get these actors to show up at a comic book store downtown. That was dope. But yes, <laughs> I really want to see the MCU spin. This is the first family of the Marvel Universe. Like, it, you know, you, you have Spider-Man, you have Logan, but... In the DNA of the Marvel Universe, you have the Fantastic Four. So out of all the projects that are in the pipeline, who knows when we're going to see that? That's the one I'm most looking forward to. Ditto, exactly. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, Fantastic Four is so very close to my heart. And like in what you're saying, exactly, they are the fabric of the MCU, you know, the Marvel Universe, the actual comic books. Because, you know, a little fun fact for those who might not know out there, you know, because obviously Stan Lee uh, uh, helped create the Fantastic Four, right? He, he wrote them. And what people won't know actually because he was writing like i think like western comic books at the time and he wasn't liking them he 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 was tired of it he actually wanted to quit he didn't want to write those kinds of stories anymore he wanted to do what he wanted and actually and so he had decided that he was going to quit and apparently his wife told them well if you're gonna quit well then fuck it and do whatever story you want to do and just write however you want to write it and so he's like fine all right and so he wrote the fantastic four he's like i want to do this story about actual people who are like humans who have a family who have all these difficulties uh and and really showcase their their side and obviously from there the rest is history you know so that's that's how integral the fantastic four are to the actual fabric of the marvel universe dude i can't even like just thinking about how those movies were and like rod said the first one was pretty good but thinking about how long ago they were and the money they're about to get pumped into them from that mcu budget whoo that's all i can say oh my god the silver surfer we need we're owed a redo that's right all right of of the Marvel properties that have yet to receive a film i'm gonna tack in a small segment to this episode just because uh, you know, we've talked a lot about DC so far with this podcast. So it's good to have a Marvel-centric episode. <laughs> what do you guys want to see that isn't in the pipeline for the shows or the movies? What is What do you want to see Marvel do? Something that isn't currently in pre or whatever, intra or post-production. 
I honestly would have to go with Fantastic Four. I think Fantastic Four before X-Men too, because I think for me, Fantastic Four, because I am yet to see a good Fantastic Four movie. And and, that, and also I meant like something that's not, because I, I think we can safely say that Fantastic Four is in the pipeline. Oh. I meant something like pull something out that isn't even, you know, a possibility right now. I want another Ghost Rider. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Do you want Nicolas Cage back or no? <laughs> He's timeless, you know. I want Nicolas Cage back. <laughs> I want Nicolas Cage back, but as Mephesto. Ooh. I dig. I dig. Damn. Well, then, thinking about it like that, I guess movies, I guess, I w- for example, I guess another thing that comes to my mind right now is, I guess, but they haven't, they already had this character. I think I would love to see a, a, a Noba film, mm. uh, you know, because that would follow with the space stuff and hopefully introduce, like, the Noba corpse properly. They kind of introduced him in the Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the second movie. No, in the first movie, they were involved, and... I didn't like, I think I would love, because it was basically, I guess, like their version almost of like the Green Lantern Corps. So it'd be kind of cool to see that. I, I would really like to see a Nova film. Do you want the, the old school Nova or the new kid? Nah, 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 nah the, the, the old Richard Ryder. He's my Nova. Because I would With love the them mullet. to. <laughs> well, not the mullet. Like, come on, modern day haircut. <laughs> but like, if they were to imagine if they were to do like the Annihilation storyline. That is one of the dopest war comic book events that I've ever seen. Uh, and that could be something because that would be a good because vi- then that would c- connect the villains. Uh, I mean, the, the movies towards the villain of Annihilus from the mm-hmm. negative zone. And so that would be fucking dope. Like imagine everybody, you know, but it, the only thing with that would be like another space type of villain like Thanos. But I would like a Nova film. That's my my pick. Well, I hadn't thought of a picnic. <laughs> I just wanted to throw it out there, see what you guys were going to say. Wow. But I would go with the New Warriors. The New Warriors are an obscure Marvel team. They got, what, Night Thrasher, The Guardian, Speedball, uh, Namorita. And and Nova, actually. So, so Nova. you and I were together, remember, connected. Okay, there. yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember reading those comics when I was young. I think even like Moon Knight popped in and out of that team. But it was just like a, a good team of like B-listers to get some shine. You know, maybe like a TV show. I don't know. But yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, you're you're right. And like very like, you know, like like street, you know, street level kind of like group of heroes, which we really haven't seen in the MCU proper, you know, so that that would be very cool to see. Yeah. And as dope a film as uh, Captain America Civil War was in the comic books, the New Warriors in the comic book version of that story by Mark Miller, um, the New Warriors. Yeah, the New Warriors were integral to that. That whole thing popping off between Tony and Steve. So they're overdue some shine. Come on, the Guardians will get some shine. New Warriors. I'm with it. And with that, our hopes and dreams on the table for you regarding the MCU laid bare. And with our mourning over Chadwick Boseman yet to continue, we have to leave you all now. But alas, the MCU shall continue in all its splendor, in all its grandeur, hopefully with some of the stuff that we mentioned and some of the stuff we know for a fact is coming. So, kids, sweet dreams, going to miss you all. Gentlemen, as a pleasure, 
Love you guys and fans as usual. I'm Chez. And I'm Miguel. And I'm Rod. Wakanda forever. Facts. Wakanda Peace. forever. Excelsior. Excelsior. Deuces. Peace. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Click subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at legiononzoom.com.